Thank you, Elizabeth, for sharing with us. Our God is an awesome God. He's one that constantly uh, teaches us and, uh, and moves us along when we even mess up on him. Um, this morning, as we uh, look at the text, it's, it's one that uh, is, I've got issues. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I believe that every believer, under the sound of my voice, have issues. You know, and if you say you don't, you have an issue. <laughs> See, the only, only problem is that sometimes um, you don't share it, but you show it, <laughs> you see. Uh, now, the Lord, he has a, he, he knows what happened. Understand something, he created you and me. So then when I say I've got issues, when our subject topic is I've got issues, is I want us to walk through at least a few of them, not all of them, but a few of them, you see, and maybe you can identify with a few of those issues. And in um, the course of it is to how we should respond. Because understand, every issue that you have, God and his love had to come and respond to you where you are. Yes. Do you know that? So that if, uh, if you're angry, then God can either leave you in your anger or in his graciousness, come down where you're stuck, you see, and talk to you. Now, that's a holy, that's why he's such an awesome God, you see. So, uh, so you and I, I hope, I hope we are on the same page there. Then let's open the word of prayer. Father, thank you for our time together. Um, and we, as we look at this snapshot and we look at this thing about I've got issues or, or we can talk about so many different things out of scriptures and um, out of the book of Psalms and there's so many things to learn and so many principles and yet Lord we need to understand that as believers that this is a part of life but how we handle it will determine how whether we stay stuck or move forward so Lord help us to understand that Issues are a part of who we are, but it shouldn't be what we should be as we follow you. So help us, Lord, to identify it, uh, stay alert to it, and deal with it. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said, Amen. So as we uh, look at this uh, thing, then we go in and I'll, we'll go some verses, and of course we'll come back with this. And when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said to him, feed my lambs. He said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. Then he said again, he said to him the third time, Simon, son of, of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, 
Fimashi. We'll analyze that a little bit further, but I just want to bring that up as, as, a, as a springboard as we go into the things that we'll be talking about this morning. Defining the term personal circumstances that have a tendency to greatly affect one's ability to, ability to effectively live a life that is pleasing and honoring to God. When a person has issues, uh, it, it lessens your ability to move forward because people respond to your issues. See? If you have an anger issue, people respond to your anger. If you have a lying spirit, people respond to your lying spirit. If you're proud, people re re respond to your pride. You know why they will respond? Because a lot of times, People who think that they're better than you have issues. So when you act like you're proud, they'll respond in a negative way to your acting proud. So both of you are wrong. <laughs> and so you're going in a circle like this, and the next thing you know, this type of stuff gets into relationships, gets into the church, gets all, all, every time you turn around, it gets into everything. On the job, real quickly, real quickly. So, in, the, in our introduction, uh, the imperatives of issues are, number one, there's an urgent need for alignment or realignment. Number two, read that. There's a need to immediately stop and take action. See, if I have an issue, then I need to immediately stop and take actions. Okay, the next thing is, there's a, what? need to seriously deal with the situation before it gets any worse. Next, there's a need to avoid putting it off until tomorrow. It is not promised. Well, I'll deal with that tomorrow, not today. And the Lord said, who told you you'll wake up? <laughs> you, you better get it straight today and, and move on today. The next, there's a great need to have a serious talk with our Father. I think it's, it's very important that when there's an issue that takes place, the first place you go, remember, start with the spiritual, that little song, have a little talk with Jesus. Uh, you know, I think a lot of, there are a lot of things will be saved, a lot of time, and a lot of times you don't have to, there's no regrets saying, Lord, I'm so sorry. If you only deal with the issue now, you won't have to regret it later. So if, you, so if you realize you have an issue, and I'm not thinking about anybody, the Lord knows my heart, I'm not thinking about anybody right now. All I'm saying, I'm just talking about a word, issue. And how it has a tendency to slow you down, stop you, make you ineffective. And one of the ways you can tell that a person have an issue, you start hearing all the pronouns. Me, my, I, you know, you, you have that, that, that type of uh, uh, issue uh, environment. So as we go along, it's just thinking it through. And, and this thinking it through is uh, let us consider three out of the multiple issues that have challenged the lives of those in God's word. So the first one is, what is it? And that's where we talk about Moses. Then the second one is what? Issue of possession. We talk about the rich young ruler. The next one is 
That's Peter. Uh, if we went through scriptures, we can go through, we can list all of the uh, people in, in scriptures, and each one of them had issues. And each one of them, it cost, it cost them, it cost them time, it cost them a lot of things. And when it was really time to do ministry, a lot of times uh, what would happen is they felt so inadequate. They were so anemic, so weak, because they wasted so much time on the backside of the desert in their lives. So we want to start off then with number one. The issue of power, Moses. When we talk about Moses then, Moses' position and in, in, in good intentional plan did not work for him for the Hebrew slaves. His intentions, his expectations, his approach, um, his preparation, his personal assessments, his assumptions, his timing. As I look at, at Moses, as he, as he got older, and he, you'll find an act that describes him uh, knowing the Egyptian way. I mean, the man was good. The man, when he was talking about a military stratician per excellent, that was a guy. The, the, Mo, the Moses, who, uh, when it came down to fighting the, uh, the Ethiopians and, and some of the others, one time he had to cross the desert with his, with his troops, and he knew about, he knew about the, um, the snakes that were in the desert. And so what he did, he had his men, and they had certain birds that eat those particular snakes. Well, that's how he got his name, just the historians were saying. He got his name because as he went to the backside of the desert to attack these folks, they never expected him to come the way of the desert. And Moses, coming the way of the desert with his men, were able to come the way of the desert, defeat the enemy. Moses' name was a, a household name. A household name. He was the man. Moses realized, the world says to me, I've got power. Be careful what the world says to you before you decide to do something for God. What the world tells you you have, when you start doing it for God, you might not have that, you might be quite anemic. You can't use the world's power to do God's work. And I'm finding a lot, what I'm finding that's creeping into the church is that the church is trying to use business ethics and everything else to accomplish the things of God without taking time to talk to God. He said, well, Donald, you be an old pastor. Oh. The, some of the greatest impacts in lives you find is happening in what they call the third world countries where all of the, uh, uh, the things that we have is not at hand and they are flourishing. They just don't know as much. And we who, are, who have all of the things going for us, and we're still going in circles. Moses was a man who was powerful, but his intentions and his expectations and his approach and his preparation and his personal assessment and his assumption and his timing, all of them, those are good. Well, but from the world's perspective, but it was not good as far as God's perspective. 
See, the problem with all of this was he did all of this without asking God. And whenever you do all of this without asking God, you're going to fail in all of this without God. That's why it says, in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. Learn from Moses. Oh, he had power, and yes, he was smart, and he had position, and he had money. And boy, you know, he's up, up under the Pharaoh, although he was an no, a, a Hebrew in an Egyptian camp. The man had it made. All he had to do is just keep acting like an Egyptian and treating his people like slaves, regardless of how he felt. And guess what? Even if he had a plan, let's go with Moses with the plan for a moment. Just Moses, okay, then let's deliver the two million plus Jews. They're all delivered. Moses, you did it. Yeah, I'm somebody, right? Oh, man, you really got it, man. Now, now number one, how are you going to feed all these folks? Well, you know, we, we, we'll, we'll, we'll get a little something, something. No, 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 no. And then... After you feed them, where are we going with all these folks? How are we going to organize these folks? Now we can see it's one thing, you see, you better have a plan, but if your intentions, if you have a plan without intentions, then it's going to fail. It's, it's, repeat this a minute a plan without intentions will fail. So I got a plan. I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do that. So I need to know now, what are your intentions? And are your intentions God-centered? So then, a plan without godly intentions will what? Fail. So don't get an attitude. And so what God says, write this down about Moses. I saved him. I, I, he, was, he was a basket case floating down the Niles River. Picked him up, got him a job there with the Pharaoh, got his mama to take care of him. Oh, man. He, but you see, but now he had to understand God did it. He could hardly talk, he didn't even know he was in the water floating. God did it. Wherever you are, whatever you're going through, wherever God has taken you, don't ever think that you did it. God did it. And wherever you're going, and, where, and, the, and the total accomplishment of it, has to, if it doesn't equate to God, then you will fail. And then you're going to complain to others about your failure. After a while, they'll get tired of hearing you. Here come that, oh, here come that person again. Check, check it out, check it out. They don't say the same. You know what happened to me? Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll see your number on the, on the mobile phone. And they'll, they'll block it. It's not they, that they don't like you. They're sick of your intentions 
in your issues. Then you say, I wonder why folks not, not in tune with me. Then change your mind. They already have problems. Okay, let me, it's too much to it, let me go on. Uh, well, here, let's take a note then. All of the above and several other problems, uh, above all not consulting God and his approval and, and, and intervention, resulted in disaster, failure, fear, and discouragement. Moses' greatest issue was not the failure of his plan, but the failure to put God in his plan. Therefore, his power and his position was ineffective. So, so all of us know what happened. Forty years on the backside of the desert. Oh, he knew the desert. The backside of the desert and rejected. You know what happens when you stay in the pit that long? You, you, have, you start getting the pit mentality. You, you start actually thinking, I'm nothing. And Satan said, that's right, you know that? I was telling you that all the time. You did, devil? Yeah. I told you. Quit acting crazy now. And since you're nothing, you should think, I'll give you a plan to be somebody. But he'll tell you, without God. Backside of the desert. So here is his little job on the backside of the desert. Backside of the desert. God let him fall, but God did not give him up. You know, there are a lot of times when with your issues, God let you fall on your face, probably in, in front of, of, of the public. But don't you ever think that he won't, he have given you up. And sometimes he'll let you stay there a long time. Like he's forgotten. No, he's just silent. That's all. That's Moses. Well, I better hurry up. Get going here. Okay. Um, then, let's look at number two. Number two, the issue of possessions. The rich young ruler. The rich young ruler here uh, is, we snap into the New Testament. Now, a certain ruler asked him, saying, good teacher. Oh, he's picking the butter, trying to butter him up right there. What shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is, is good but one that is God. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor your father and your mother. And he said, all of these I have kept from my youth up. Wow. Wow. So Jesus heard these things and he said to him, you still lack one thing. So all that you have and distribute it to the poor and you will have treasures in heaven. And come, follow me. There's that conjunction with a function. What's that, what's that conjunction? But when he heard this, he became very sorrowful, for he was very rich. Four distinct snapshots of this ruler. The ruler's polite request. The ruler's polite, the ruler's position response. The ruler's pressing question. The ruler's 
painful departure. No, notice that whole idea of his, his pressing requests. Good master. You know, when a person really thinks they have it saved, a lot of times that, that's why I say there are 14 reasons why people ask questions. Sometimes they ask questions to validate where they are. You know, how do you think I look? Okay. Well, they didn't ask the question to actually, for you to actually tell them what they look like. You know, they want you to kind of confirm because they already think they look good. So, uh, but my mother just said, if you don't want me to tell you the truth, don't you ask me. Because if you ever ask my mother, my mother will say, child, if you're trying to look good in a dress like that, l let me tell you something. And then the person that I, she said, I told you, if, if you want to ask me how, don't, do it, don't you ask me. Other than that, I'll keep my mouth shut, I'll smile. But if you ask me, I'm going to tell you. Okay. He said, good master. How I'm looking here. And the Lord said, well, he, didn't know. Uh, he said, have you, have you kept the law? Oh, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this, and this. And uh, he says, you've done, oh, Lord, I've, all of that I've done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, got, I checked all that off, and I'm looking good. I don't know anything else I like. So, just all you need to do is give me your approval now. Come on, come on, Jesus. Just give me your approval. Come on now, come on. I found my youth up. I kept it up, Lord. So, just, oh, just one thing. What's that, Lord? Sell all that you have, give it to the poor, take up, take up your cross, and follow me. Now, it's, now, now I'm going to have an issue. I have, a, I have an issue. The, rule, the ruler's problem was that he had a flawed concept, believing that salvation is based on works instead of faith. The flaw that he had blinded him to, heart, to a heartbreaking reality. He did not possess the riches, but his riches had him in bondage, even his eternal destiny. It wasn't what he possessed. It was what was possessing him. And the thing that was possessing him, he couldn't move forward. He could, he could say all he had. He could say good master. But when it comes down to eternal, he could not go over the line because in order to go over, the, oh, he could go. It's just one thing. If you want to go, you have to let go. That's all you have to do. Just let it go. And boy, you, 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 you'll still be a ruler. Just let it go. You might be poorer, but you'll be a ruler, you know. Just, and follow me. And here he broke the first one about the command. When he talk about obeying God, he did not obey God. And not obeying God. He lost it all. And as he walked away from an opportunity to hang out with God forever, it's because he had great possessions and he would not let it go. You know how they catch monkeys? They have holes in the tree and they put bananas in the hole. But the hole is too small for the monkey to pull it out of the grab so many bananas. And so here the trappers are coming and the, and the, 
and the monkey sees the trappers coming, and the monkey is screaming and everything else. <laughs> All he had to do was let go of the banana. But he will not let go of the banana until he's caught. And there are some folks who will die in their grave. They'll die and go to their grave because they would not let go. An issue. Issue of confidence and uh, of confidence, Peter's denial. Been very patient. And when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, son of Jonah, do you, Jonah, John, rather, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said to him, feed my lambs. And he said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And he said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said to him, tend my sheep. And he said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. And so as we look at this, this observation, Peter will never be the cause of failure. Uh, people will never be the cause of failure in the believer's life. So never blame uh, shift your circumstances because of your situation. Observation. When Peter was able to see Christ again, I believe that it was a mixture of great joy and great embarrassment. The discussion about his boasting was not made. Did you notice that? Jesus said, I want you to, walk, I want you to look at the scene. He says, when I saw Peter where he was, one thing, when I confronted him, said, I do, you watch. When I confronted a person where they were, I did not go back to what they did. I addressed what they could become. And so what happened was, he says, discussion about his boasting was not made. Next, the discussion about his threefold denial was not mentioned. Christ's death on the cross covered it all. Jesus didn't say, well, Peter, I know you're enjoying the, the breakfast and everything else, but you know you denied me, right? I told you you were going to deny me. You, you shouldn't have done it, but you did it anyway. He didn't, he didn't browbeat Peter on that. It was done. He would backstep because remember, he, he, when he said it is finished, all of that happened before the, he died. And all of that now is under the blood. And, He's not talking about that now. He's talking about somebody who's hurting. Somebody who didn't know where to go with his issues. Where do, how, do you, how does the person say I'm sorry when the person has died? How does the person who, who felt that since he hung out with Jesus and did a, a lot of great things, that boy, he had, quote, the power, and all of a sudden he cursed and sweared that he never knew him. How do you bring a person back? And so Jesus said, let me fix you some breakfast. So he's eating breakfast and everything. He said, now, let me ask you a question. Do you love me more than these, that, that little snack that you're having right now? Uh, um, yes, Lord, you know. Because I know you're a good fisherman. 
You know, you can go back and get fish and everything else, and you can, you know, you can do pretty good fishing. But do you love meat more than those, that little, little, little sandwiches and all the stuff you're getting right now? I said, Lord, yeah. Then I want you to do more than, more than just the physical. Feed my lambs. Then from the lambs, he moved to sheep. Peter, remember I declared to you that you'll be a rock. It says, you're in a position of power. Peter, feed them. Get, in other words, get back to work. You're not forgotten. Did you, did you fall? Did you, is there something in your life that kind of shut you down, slowed you down, and say, you know, uh, I'll just attend, or I'll just, and I just really won't get busy for the Lord, and, and the Lord meets you right where you are. And he'll ask you, do you love this more than me? And you have to answer yes or no. The most important thing on the table was his priorities. Loving by obedience and then doing it. Doing. It is the act of spiritual before the physical. Do you love me more than these? Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with what? With all thy heart, all thy soul, all thy mind. Do you love me more than these? Once we made that decision. So Peter had issues. And he had to deal with them. And one last thing as we wrap things up. Whatever your issues might be. God is able to do exceeding and abundantly more than you can ask or think. Don't try to handle, uh, don't try to handle and internalize your struggles by yourself. Because it is an act of disobedience and there is no peace. It's an act of disobedience and no peace. I said, Lord, I, I have issues. You have issues? Good. You know what they are? Yes. Then I tell you what, I want you to come right now where you are. I tell you what, we're not going to talk about all the past and the failures and everything else. No, 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 no. Do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord. Then I have a plan for you starting today, moving forward. I have a plan for your life. I have a plan for you going forward. And just in case you don't hit the peak of your career, just in case all the things don't work out the way you think it is. I got you this far. I'll get you to what I plan you to be at the end. Stay with the plan. What you, de what you declared or thought was a failure was only a stepping stone. So you take that next step. And let's make the difference together. Well, do you think that when Jesus, uh, Peter finished talking with Jesus that he was a perfect man from that point on? No. He messed up at times with the other Jews and, and, and uh, Paul uh, calling uh, there uh, talking to the, uh, uh, to, the, uh, to the Gentiles and how he was shifting and Paul had to blast him out because of this. And I mean, he, Peter did, did some stumbling things. Peter still growing like all of us. But at a different level, it was never again the question of his love. 
He he settled it like we need to sell today. Do you love me more than these things? And so as we close this morning, it's my prayer that we will be individuals uh, when it comes down to the whole idea of issues. Whatever the issue is that we deal with it this morning, I would like to pray for you. Let's bow. Lord, I just want to pray for our congregation. Whatever, whatever the things that's blocking us from being all that we should be, help us to put it all on the altar that you may be glorified. And I pray, Lord, that each one of the believers, under the sound of my voice, will settle in their hearts, Lord, I love you more than these. I'm available. I'm really ready like the rich young ruler to put it all on the altar to follow you. Lord, help us not to be another Moses backside of the desert for 40 years before he finally gets to where he should be. Lord, I just pray for each one of the believers, and if they're one that does not know Christ as their Savior, their issue is a relationship. They need to know that you love them to the point of dying on the cross of Calvary. You shed your blood. You died and was buried and you rose, and they must admit that they are sinners. They can't save themselves and trust that you have done it and ask that you would uh, accept them as, uh, as, your, as their child, as, as Savior. Please, Lord, I pray toward that end for each one. Thank you for what you're going to do. Great is your faithfulness. For in Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said, amen. amen. Would you stand with, again with me uh, for our last time in, in closing?